1: to a hump day edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands WTJX FM with yours truly Neville James. Another beautiful day in paradise. It really is. Highland green even though we could probably use a good shower just to keep everybody honest you know what I mean. So got a great show today. Uh, we got um Couple of and well, we got the Small Business Development Council uh, joining us anytime now in our number one. Then we got Miss Hortensia Ennis, uh, author of Saint Thomas Welcome Home Daddy, children's storybook. Gonna be joining us in our number two. so we got the state director and the associate state director from the Small Business Development Council. Gonna be joining us uh, soon. So. Um, You know this is right This giveaway week we're Giving away tickets to Taste of two islands We're going to have two Sets of tickets we're giving away Um, We're going to do one each hour Okay So we give everybody time to To time it Right so When we come back from the break After the first segment Sometime around 8.21 That's when we're going to have The first set of tickets we're giving away And then we'll do the same thing at 9.21 Okay in our number two, so uh, you can rev your engines and all that stuff. Get ready for, you know what I mean, crack that up. So we good. Been up late last night. To watching basketball, uh, in season tournament. Uh, first time ever, the NBA doing a little in season tournament. Weirdy. Um, do some mismatching. In each conference, because each conference has 15 teams, uh, three different divisions. Uh, In the east, they got the Atlantic, the Central, and the Southeast Division. And in the west, you got the Southwest, Northwest, and Pacific Division, right? So what they do is they take the 15 teams from in each conference and they shuffle them up and create three groups. So you got group A, Group B and Group C, the team that win each group plus a wild card team made the knockout round which was uh Monday and Tuesday. So last night uh well to quickly recap Monday, Indiana Pacers beat the Celtics in the in the in the eastern bracket and the New Orleans Pelicans beat the Sacramento Kings in the Western bracket. So those two advanced to the quarterfinals. I mean, the semifinals on their side of the bracket tomorrow night. And then last night, to fill out the semifinal brackets. In the East, Milwaukee beat the Knicks. So Milwaukee going to be playing Indiana. And the Lakers beat the Suns. So the Lakers going to be playing the Pelicans. So, semifinals tomorrow. And and all this action taking place in Vegas. Got a lot of money going on this thing. A lot of money on the winning team gets half a mil per player. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, a good game last night. A little controversial towards the end with the Lakers and the Suns, but nobody complains about refereeing, right? Wink, wink. Um, but very good game. Uh, Lakers were controlling it, leading by 12 points at halftime. And then Phoenix scored the first 14 points in the second half. Pretty much had a brand new game From that point on Unfortunately for the Knicks fans Um Didn't go well Milwaukee Bucks were scoring at will uh, So We'll see how that pans out You know what I'm saying That time of year Uh So Um I want to Um Send out a A message To the Department of Health Um Cause I haven't spoken with uh, my good friend, Commissioner um, Husta uh, and um, the, the, the dean of the medical school, medical director, uh, Ty Camille Hunt Caesar, TCHC. Because, uh, you know, the Christmas coming up and um, the holiday season and folks are going to be congregating. And I would like to speak with them so they could uh, give us some directives in terms of um, the do's and the don'ts. um, Even though um, we're post-pandemic now or whatever term they want to use. I know they I used endemic at one time, but um, still got to um, you know, be cognizant, right? And keep your guard up. So I uh, at some point want to talk with them so they can let us know uh, where we at and all that. Yeah, they're on the web page now from the Department of Health. <laughs> And they didn't even post, they didn't post no numbers in a while. So I know uh, we're in the new normal, but you never know, you know what I'm saying? And then you had the um, RSVP virus that there was a concern about. So so if you're listening, uh, Commissioner Cheetah or... Um, Dr. Hunt Caesar, or anyone, um, give me a holler. Or uh, Esther Ellis, uh, give me a holler. So let me know when you get going get on. Can you know how you've been with us from the get go? Literally, right? The, very, the second show that we ever had, uh, the uh, Department of Health came on, and that was a great show. It really is. It really was a great show. It, that was like early validation that uh, we were here to stay. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that. Uh, what else going on? We we're looking at the um, Sentama Source. Oh, good morning, uh, Mr. Rashida Hajj. Uh, we we're talking about you yesterday. Congratulations again on uh, your ascension uh, up there in that rare fight with Microsoft executives. Not well, not that we're surprised, you know what I'm saying? Because you like that. So we uh glad to hear you That And, um, keep on keeping on. Because, uh, you got very, very high potential for what we're doing there. So, um, article from the source following up on the Cruiser Cultural Group who uh, were here last week, right? The fifth annual Olympic Park Tree Lighting, presented by the Cruiser Cultural Group, will take place on Friday from 7 to 10.30 p.m., at the Olympic Park on King Street in Christiansted, the program will live stream on WTGX PBS Channel 12, the Government Access Channel 27, as well as on the Cruisian Culture Group Facebook page. The host will be James Weber, right Senator Jimmy Weber from the 27th Legislature, and Sandra Gerard Lyon. We're going on Amparo. I'm Perron Philip. How are you doing? Quote, Crujan Cultural Group has 13 volunteers that have put together these, holidays progr- these holiday programs and activities for the community for the last five years. We enjoy what we do for our community to maintain, preserve, and showcase our unique culture, heritage, and tradition and encourage everyone to come out and experience the same. Chairperson Vivian I. Ebison Flood said. The program is open to the public this year. It begins at 7 p.m. and ends at 10:30 p.m. with a grand quadrille dance in the streets. Three sponsors began the decorating process on Sunday, November 26th, and will continue until Thursday for the test run to be ready for the lighting of the park on Friday. The park has been open from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily so that this year's tree sponsors can go in at their leisure to work on their majestic trees, Wanda VLA, CCG's event lead said. There will be two new additions this year. First, smaller shrubs, brush, and hedges have been given names derived from the 10 sleepless nights 12 days of Christmas song or anything local or cultural for additional tree sponsors to decorate. The second addition, VLA said is the last four years, the gentlemen of Jones will go on the hillsides and chop down a branch of an inkberry tree and bring it to the park for us to decorate with ornaments for students in various schools. In CCG's quest to maintain cultural and traditional heritage, we ask German of Jones not to cut any more trees, but to kindly harvest one and replant it in Limpick Park as a gift to the people of St. Croix that we may always know the history and tradition of the Crucian inkberry tree. And a variety of entertainment throughout the evening will include Standing C Plus Nights, Children of TSK Quadrille Group, German of Jones Choir. CHS Carib Divas Dance Selection Preserving the Art, the art of Masquerade Dancing Krujan Culture and Traditions Ayay Masqueraders and TSK Sasha Evans with a musical selection Music Emotion School of Higher Dance Education Dance Presentation St. Patrick's School Steel Pond and Ensemble When the Tree and Park are lit. Lights, sparkle, and music will fill limper Park and Christians with the warmth of the Christmas spirit. Join in the celebration of Christmas and community spirit, either in person or via live stream. WTJX can be accessed at www.wtjx.org or www.facebook.com. WTJX Cruiser and Cultural Group will have coverage on their Facebook page as well which is the Facebook.com Cruisian Culture Group. Yeah, man. So, the season. check? And, make sure you soak it up, because 20% of the month done gone already. December came last Friday, and it's already the 6th. Gone today. Know what I mean? So, um, move, move quick. So, uh, one dozen road fish, right? Uh, I think it's eleven benye, ten sleepless night, right? Nine ponga okro, eight bala fungi, um, seven shot of vodka, right? I, I think that's what it is. Um, I forget what is six b, right? But now it's five guava tat, right? Four coconut, three sweet bread, two crujan rum. And a jimijiana guava berry. What is, what is seven be? Right? Nine panga oko. Eight bala fungi. Salfish? Eh? No, my name said no. You know so seven. Seven something. Mm. Right? I know we got other there. we got. One dozen rose fish So we know it ain't selfish. It's one dozen rose fish. Eleven Benia. Ten sleep plus night. Nine Pong of Okro. Eight ball of fungi. Seven shot of vodka? Eh? We got we're gonna figure, we figure it out. Somebody help me out. Bronco for listening. Right? Cause we got eleven of them, but why are they missing? Right. Uh and hopefully uh we, we could make that day work, right? Uh eleven Ben yeah. Ten sleepless night, nine ponga of eight bala fungi I forget way. know uh, another big shots for the the small business development council have made it uh into the studio. Trying to figure out where it is, you know. Can we notice um, five guava tat, four coconut, three sweetbread, two ginger rum and Jimmy Jan. right? So, uh, somebody, somebody text me. I can't hear myself. So, so, somebody text me. There we go. Somebody text me. Uh, I know I gonna gate now. I know I gate. I don't get, I don't get a text already. I know somebody gonna hook me up. Seven can of sardine Glen. Eh? Seven can of sardine. Thank you very much, Gravy. Appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? So so we so we say uh <coughs> <coughs> So we got what? Twelve Um fish, Eleven Ben, yeah, ten sleepless night. Nine ponga okro, eight balla funji, seven canasadim, right? Okay, good. So we got the seven cancer. Uh Now we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Seven can I say, you know. we seem to get that one. So we've got the um, Small Business Development Council uh, here in the studio joining us here in the first hour. I want to welcome to Analyze This Mr. State Director John Marasco, good morning sir, how are you?
2: Good morning, I'm great.
1: Welcome to Analyze This and Associate State Director Ms. Karen Jones.
3: Good morning. Good morning,
1: how are you doing, good to see you. Same here. And uh, this once again. Once Thank again? you. Okay, good. Okay, I didn't get to see you, and I'm never gonna be here. So, how's the Small Business Development Council doing, sir?
2: We're doing really well. Now,
1: who is the Small Business Development Council, or yeah. what is?
2: The Small Business Development Center is a
1: Center. I apologize. Yeah. Oh, no
2: problem. Mm-hmm. It's an organization, we're uh, funded by half by the SBA and the other half, our host is the University of the Virgin Islands.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And we're here to help and uh, get businesses that need business plans. Let's say somebody wants to go out and get a bank loan. Um, we help them develop the business plan. We also do a lot of work with uh, just general business problems. Somebody, that, somebody that's new comes in and we will assist them in, okay, you need to get this done. You need to go to get your business license and we'll help them and guide them through the steps. They do all the work, but we will guide them through that entire process. Okay, good.
1: Um, so you, you're in the business of supporting business. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. What we'll do is uh, we'll take a break. Uh, We'll get Ms. Jones here uh, into the conversation as well. We've got the Small Business Development Council. Center. Center. Keep saying council. (laughs) Center. Thank you very much. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Small Business Development Center here uh, in the studio. Leadership, uh, Mr. Morasco and Ms. Jones. We'll take a break. Be back right after this.
3: With so much going on, it can be hard to keep up with who's doing what and why. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, letting you know whether it's news from across the country and the world or a deep conversation about a novel, movie, or music, we got you. Grab your coffee or your earbuds and tune in to Weekend Edition from NPR News.
0: Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTGX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Sometimes you need a moment to just step back,
1: relax, and listen to your favorite song. I'm Raina Duras, and on the next World Cafe, maybe I can help you find something new to love, or maybe remind you of something you've been missing.
4: There's so much music out there to enjoy. So take a moment, take a breath, and
0: tune in to World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.
1: back here and analyze this with the Small Business Development Center yes, sir. in the studio this morning. Uh, don't forget uh, to stay on top of the local news scene by tuning in to the WTJX Newsfeed with Marcelina Ventura Douglas at 5 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. and uh, Get ready to savor the flavors at the Taste of Two Islands Food Festival. Be the 12th caller beginning right now at 340-718-0761 and win a pair of tickets to this delectable event on Thursday, December 14th, that's eight days away at the Mark C. Marin Center in St. Thomas. This event's hosted by WTJ XFM 93.1. It's a culinary experience. You won't want to miss Call now, right? So the uh, twelve, uh, caller, uh, gonna get two tickets to this event over there on uh, St. Thomas, we got Mr. John Marasco and Ms. Karen Jones joining us from the Virgin Islands SBDC. Let me use the acronym so I don't keep, keep making that mistake. Uh, and we already spoke, uh, Mr. Marasco, glad to have you here. Ms. Jones, how are you? I'm doing well. Get closer to that microphone. Don't be afraid of it. Okay. I, I know that you're in um, uh You are the Associate State Director? Yes,
3: sir.
1: Talk a little bit about your role. I know um, Mr. Marasco. Uh, is the top shot, but you there right there next to him.
3: So yeah, I'm his second in command, if you want to consider it that. So mm-hmm. I usually, um, I'm responsible for more of the operational side of the organization, ensuring that um, the negotiated goals and expectations that we've uh, included in our grant application with the SBA is met every year, mm-hmm. so that we are we continue to get funding
1: so you get funding for, for operations and to support um, those who apply, uh, look, looking for um, leadership and guidance from the SPDC?
3: Correct. Um, because it's a grant and it's a, we're considered a resource partner, our services are offered to anyone, um, small business owners and individuals, considering starting their own business at no cost. So not- no cost to you. Uh, it is a cost because our, obviously it's funded by uh, federal grants. So mm-hmm. uh, how we track those um, metrics is that anyone that receives services or seeks services to the SBDC has to sign up to be a client and the process is very simple we have a portal that you sign in submit your information and then once we receive it we contact you in less than a day usually and um set up an appointment so you can have one-on-one advising with one of our business counselors
1: okay good um mr morasco mr morasco what's the uh the size of the grant or, or what's the dollar figure uh on an annual basis to run the sbdc
2: we're a little over $750,000.
1: And, and how much of that is, is support for um, potential clients and all that stuff? Business?
2: It, that is funding just to run the organization. Yeah. We, we do not fund individual businesses. We get them ready to go to banks okay, okay. to get the lending.
1: Okay, so you're a support mechanism.
2: Yeah. yeah. I had a client recently, and we did all the work, the pro formas. Uh, the business plan, and they they pulled in. This was out of the territory, but it was about 1.8 million.
1: Wow, oh, that's that's awesome. So, so I, I want to make sure I get this right. You apply for a grant, you get about 700 thousand, and that's for you to run the operation on an annual basis.
3: Yeah, correct.
2: That covers everything. F- so fiscal
1: right. fiscal year, right? Yeah. and Employees, uh, everything that comes with running and. A, a entity mm-hmm. yeah okay
3: so and we do also provide workshops and seminars okay. on various topics mm-hmm. that not only the business community express interest in learning but we feel are will be beneficial to um, our clients and the business so uh, from cyber security to um, against writing your business plan to um, website or e-commerce um services and so forth. So again, most of the, all of our services are free at no cost. So we encourage small businesses. And I just want to add to that there is a misnomer that the SBDC provides funding. Um, and that's clearly um, not true mm-hmm. because the acronyms sounds closely to what the SBA, Small Business Administration does. Everyone assumes that we provide funding. And we don't. We're just a resource partner. We provide the the guidance and assistance that you would need.
1: Okay. So, uh, now that we've gotten that uh, out of the way, uh, you're you're on the the same fiscal year as the government of Virgin Islands, October 1 and September 30th? Yes.
2: Correct.
1: Okay. So, so what's the goals for this fiscal year based on um, what has Transpired, let's say over the last four to five years, because we have been impacted by the pandemic, um, and, and I'm sure your your agency was impacted by that as well. So, so what are we trying to do? Uh, what, what do you want different in fiscal year 20, 2024 um, or do better than fiscal year twenty
2: twenty three? Well, I think, what, excuse me, one of the goals is to assist more businesses getting funding, Mm -hmm. and I started visiting the banks and the bankers and saying, what do you need? What do you want from us? And so that's, I'm based over in St. Thomas. I'm glad to be back in St. Croix. I lived here for years, Mm -hmm. so thrilled to be back over here right now. So um, one of the metrics that they look at is the number of what we call capital infusion or the number of uh, people or businesses that get money and they put it into their business, so we we track that mm-hmm. with our clients. Um, the other is again the number of clients that we see, mm-hmm. and uh, how
1: many do you see on a monthly basis on average?
2: I'm it's about
3: 150. Yeah, well, wow. not a
2: month on yeah. a quarter. Quarter on a quarterly yeah. basis, quarterly. okay. Yeah. I yeah. just moved back here in August, so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Fumble is Miss Jones. But,
1: um, oh, so y- y'all are for St. Croix only or territory-wide? territory What territory okay, We cover yeah.
2: every it's St. John, uh, St. Croix, and St. Thomas, mm-hmm. and even Water Island.
1: Okay, okay.
2: And then one of
3: the other uh, goals that we seek is helping to start businesses. So yeah. anyone that comes in and just has an idea, we go through the process of guiding them through the steps of legally establishing a business here in the territory from securing their trade name— registering the entity with the lieutenant governor's office, Mm -hmm. applying for the business um, license. So what we do is not only supporting individuals with their goal and vision to be entrepreneurs, but we also support the the economy because we're guiding individuals to do it the right way, which then injects revenues into the territory. And um, once you become a client of the SBDC, you remain a client forever. Um, So if you started your business and you felt that was um, enough for you then, and then five years later, you start to experience challenges and issues within your business, you contact the SBDC. We'll work with you and helping you to go through those processes.
1: Small Business Development Center. Correct. So you also have a? And just about development, it's just we have a sustainable component as well, correct? Yeah, correct. Okay, okay right. good. Now, you uh, let's talk about the grant application uh process and how it works for jurisdictions. Um, the 700,000 is based on what population that's yep. a, a, that, that's that's the metric that that they use to determine the, yep. the size of the grant, yep.
2: correct? Nationwide,
1: okay, that, that's nationwide, right?
2: Yep.
1: Correct, okay, good. It's, it's been like that all along now, you know, we've had some. The census says that we've lost 20% of our population. So, um, how has that impacted? How, has it impacted the SPDC?
2: I don't think well, we've lost n- any. No. They the interesting thing back.
3: is we get the minimum. That's the minimum. Floor. Yeah.
2: Floor. Yeah. Okay. Floor to the grant. There are yeah. five states in the U.S. that have about the same amount. Of, they have the same funding as we do. Mm-hmm.
1: I know Wyoming is one, right? <laughs> 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 no, the reason why I said because they're the least populated state yeah. uh, in, in the union. So uh, so that's the floor, 700000 mm-hmm. oh, Okay. Okay, good. Uh, any major initiatives y'all working on right now that you want to promote? Right about now or because you're sounding like your entity is pretty much on autopilot uh, and you, you go through the same routine on an on a, on a annual basis. Any projects or new initiatives you want to talk about?
3: Uh, well, yeah. Um, so uh, as a result of the 2024, 2022, I can't remember what year it is, Ag Plan.
2: They started it in 2021. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ag Plan that was developed territory-wide, um, that the university was commissioned to do um, through the legislature. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the initiative is to um, develop an agriculture business center. Okay. Um, and the premise behind it was um, through the development of the Ag Plan, there were needs, concerns, that not only the farming community had, but that we realized that there were a lot of uh, benefits, both federal and local, that the farming community wasn't able to uh, take advantage of, particularly as a result of the both hurricanes, Irma and Maria, and then as a result of the pandemic, there were a lot of federal programs and federal assistance, but our local farmers, most of them weren't able to capitalize on it, some of the loan programs and so forth, because, They really didn't have documentation, Mm -hmm. record keeping, um, just records to show what their losses were um, financially, how they suffered. And so um, that in itself also um, triggered us to want to make the farmer and the agriculture industry become more business minded versus um, folks just growing. Because the farmers are great at what they do. They know how to grow. Mm -hmm. But a lot of them don't know how to really run and operate a business.
1: Well, well, historically, the the problem, or I don't want to say the problem, but one of the challenges that the farming uh, community has had um, is they're not in the administrative business of of dealing with paperwork. They like to get out in the elements and do their thing.
3: Correct.
1: Mm -hmm. So you're actually... Touching on an area of need correct. Um, for, for the farmers. no, there are those who are comfortable with that. One of the things that we try to um, encourage, uh, Mr. Morasco, uh, farmers uh, to do uh, is a, a lot of farmers will say, you know, well, you know, I, I didn't have a uh, 12th grade education. And that's the reason why my children, I want to make sure my children um, get educated. So we encourage them, well, if that's the case, get your children involved. And let them play the role uh, the administrative role or uh because a lot of them are reluctant to actually go to somebody else to help them put together a plan and do all the the documentation taxation uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, uh mm-hmm. areas uh what have you um so that's a that's a good move with with the ag with the agriculture uh what's it, it's what's this uh, agriculture, agriculture business center. business center within the small business yeah. development yeah. so center. essentially
3: what it is it's what we currently do for everyone who wants to start a business, but the focus and emphasis would be on the farming and fishing mm-hmm. industry.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's a standalone operation. Correct. Aside from the SBDC, it will have its own director, uh, which we will get right now. Miss Jones is the director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we get someone Temporary, on board. Right. Mm-hmm. And we'll have consultants going out. But, you know, what you were saying about having other family members, and I'll just use my own business experience. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really creative at what I do when it comes to the details, you know, as far as uh, making sure the books are okay. I hire the best bookkeeper mm-hmm. and in, in this case, in my job, the detail person is Miss mm-hmm. <laughs> Jones. She keeps me out of trouble. Mm-hmm. But um, in doing so, it's like my bookkeeper said to me one day, it's like, where's this receipt? And I said, I don't know, make it up. And she said, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but the same thing with what you were just saying is the, if there's family members and, um, and other people that can assist and we can help coordinate, uh, you know, if they say, okay, I, I want my daughter to help something. we also have a lot of training programs in, uh, things like uh, accounting and, uh, some Excel, how to use those and, at the uh, school of agriculture is also doing a whole series of classes. We have a huge list of classes we're offering to that to this group.
1: Mm-hmm. That, that, that's good. And um, yesterday we had on um, on the the CEO for the RT Park, and he mentioned that the, the University of Virginia is actually um, they have a they now have a school of agriculture. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe that's something um, your agency. Um, could um, work with?
3: We are. Yeah, are working with them? We We're. are collaborating and partnering with, with the School of Agriculture. So they're going to provide support in terms of training, in terms of uh, best practices for farming and so forth, mm-hmm. and resources for the farmers to utilize to help grow and expand their operation. And our side is more of the giving them the counseling and advising, helping them establish good record keepings, helping them to apply for Grants through mm-hmm. USDA or through other sources, as well as if they need um, loans, we can help them develop that business plan and that loan package to apply for those loans. So we're going to be working in tandem. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also have uh, received um, a commitment, I guess you can say, through the RT Park for support services. So if there's any farmers that want to engage in techn- technology Innovation mm-hmm. into their operation, um, resources will be available to the RT Park to support that as well.
1: No, that's no, that, that's what this is all about anyway. So I'm glad to hear that the collaboration uh, aspect um, is is in play um, with UVI and, and the RT Park. Uh, you mentioned your um, USDA, right? Mm-hmm. They're a grant, they're a grant entity, right? I know. Yeah, they do. funding. Yeah. Uh, and they're also in, uh, they're a big loan. Yes. Um. Um, agency, uh, as well for home ownership mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. give you a USDA uh, a shout out uh, here uh, this this morning. So um, do y'all do any surveys in terms of uh, what we deal with? Uh, I know that you're an administrative entity, but um, like when we go through droughts and all that stuff, uh, and farmers, if a farmer looking for some some guidance to do any kind, of, are you in the survey business or are you just in the business guidance uh, support.
3: Uh, if we can, if we can help, mm-hmm. we will we will help. Yeah. Um. And uh, what we do is again we bring in those partners like USDA and other federal agencies. We have a group right now um, utilizing our facility to meet with local farmers who have been disenfranchised as a result of um, their underserved community. Yeah. Um, Here meeting with farmers who may have years ago in the past applied for funding, and for some reason they weren't eligible Uh or weren't approved, and so now they're meeting with them to find out what happened, to see if they were somehow disenfranchised and see how they can then remedy that issue. And that was part of an initiative through the Biden administration. You
1: got it. Uh, What we're going to do is we'll take a break here. We got uh, the Small Business uh, Development Center here, Uh, Mr. John Morosko and Ms. Karen Jones joining us this morning. What we'll do is take a break and come back uh, right after this.
4: WTJX's Taste of Two Islands is back. Join us at Antilles Mark C. Marin Center on December 14th for the long-awaited return of the taste, a culinary feast for the season. Hosted by me, George Cultureman Silcat. Tickets are on sale now through Thursday, December 14th. Tickets are available at Chelsea's Drugstore in Red Hook, Barefoot Buddha across from Haven Site Mall, and Bonita's Cantina in Niski Shopping Center. Tickets can also be purchased online at wtjx.org forward slash taste or call 340-774-6255. Shuttle service will be available from Havenside Site to the MCM Center. Don't miss this opportunity to experience the magic of local cuisine as you dance to the rhythms of Spectrum Band. Sponsors for this event are VI Lottery, West Indies Company, Cardo Wine and First Bank, Bellows International, the VI Office of Highway Safety, the VI Housing Finance Authority, and the VI Public Finance Authority. It's the return of the taste, Thursday, December 14th at 6 p.m. A taste you can never forget.
1: So I spent the past year trying to figure out what news designed for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist I ever thought about it that way.
0: We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands.
4: Naples, Italy, two volcanoes, And three million lives at stake. The most dangerous volcano in the world. Scientists scramble for answers.
0: That spike in carbon dioxide might mean new magma coming into the volcano.
4: But can Pompeii offer clues? Can we predict? This can erupt at any time, even tomorrow. The next Pompeii on NOVA.
0: Tune in December 13th at 10 p.m. on WTJX TV, Channel 12.
1: I want to congratulate Miss Antonia Brown from Saint Thomas. She uh, was the winner of two uh, tickets to the Taste of Two Islands uh, Food Festival event to be held on Thursday, December Fourteenth, Twenty Twenty Three. Next Thursday at the Mark C. Marin Center in Saint Thomas. So congratulations, Miss Brown. Looking forward to uh, meeting you over there uh, on Saint Thomas and having uh, a good time. I'm sure you just heard the spot. Their uh, Spectrum Band going to be holding things down for us. Uh, over there as well. We got the Small Business Development Center here in the studio. Uh, State Director, Mr. John Marasco, and Associate State Director, uh, Ms. Karen Jones. Good morning, once again, to both of you. And uh, I'm glad to have you here in the studio. What about our young young people? Uh, Department of Education, Uh, I remember uh, the one year I went to Central High School, way back when, um, they had uh, Future Business, uh, FBL. FBL? Yeah. FBL, right, so um, are you doing anything with, with, with the um, high school students? I know that, you know, you probably got your hands full with 140 applic- 150 applicants every quarter or um, entities to support, but uh, any anything collaboratively with the young people?
2: Yeah, um, when I, I've i done a lot with the SBDC going into classrooms, I've even gone in, i, I forgive me, I can't remember the name of the elementary school uh, here, but talking to the students at Mm -hmm. at that level about business. And Mm -hmm. we're going to be doing the same thing, Uh, going into the schools, talking about the, uh, not only business, but the agriculture and, you know, what the future can be and Mm -hmm. encouraging them. Because that's really where you want to start. And um, that's why we did uh, fifth and sixth graders originally when I was doing the talk on starting businesses because mm-hmm. I, th- I really feel strongly that if you start at that level you know at that age you can start putting planting that seed that business can be done and you know going in and sharing success stories and hopefully eventually getting them excited about it so yeah we we don't have anything set yet but it will be
3: and I think last week uh, there was a group from one of the elementary schools or uh, schools in St. Thomas that came by the St. Thomas office and did a tour. And uh, I believe you shared with them about being an entrepreneur and yeah. the qualities of start uh, owning your own business and how that can um
2: up empower you. Yeah, you I know. <laughs> when I went in, I it was just as an introduction, and I ended up staying for most of the session, answering questions. And there was a great bantering back and forth about, you know, what it takes to start the business and how you can be a successful entrepreneur. hmm
1: What well, What about your relationship with EDA, the Economic Development Authority? Do you have a relationship with them, and um, what what's that what's the nature of that relationship? Because both of you are. Uh, pretty much, uh, looking at development, sustainable sustainability, um, broadening our economic base here in the territory. Because um, let's face it, small business is where it's at. You know, yeah. um, um, you you don't have big corporations on every corner, but you can have a small business on every corner.
3: Yeah, we yeah, are definitely we do have a relationship with EDA. Uh, matter of fact, EDA has a lending component. Uh, under their um, banking division of EDA where they provide loans for small businesses. Mm-hmm. So if anyone isn't familiar with that, they do have a loan po- program and a division on the EDA for individuals to provide uh, apply for microloans. They start as low as $1,000 and all the way up to half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also particularly for this initiative on the Ag Business Center. They have a Fisherman and Farmers Loan Program. So that's something that we hope to revamp with them. Um, and get a lot of the farmers more um, involved in applying for those loans. But uh, how the EDA works though, is that um, they're considered a lender of last resort. Mm -hmm. So if you aren't eligible to receive funding through the conventional way, through a commercial bank and you get denied, then you can apply through the EDA. You have to have a decline letter Mm -hmm. in order to then pursue a loan through the EDA.
2: And we had, I had a meeting with uh, some of their officials about uh, three, four weeks ago, and we were just talking about okay, if we get this number of people coming through, what can the SBDC do and help them process through and get ready so they can, the client can then go back to EDA and present a really solid business plan.
1: Do you have a relationship with the SBA?
3: Yes. Oh, yes.
1: Talk a little bit about that, if you will.
3: Again, they're a funder. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, how we work with them specifically um, is mostly in times of disaster. Again, SBA, um, they're, they're not they're a but lender.
1: But they well.
3: They're not a lender in the sense of a bank.
1: Yeah, 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 they're a guarantor. They're a guarantor. Right? Yeah.
3: So if you are interested in Receiving or participating in any of the SBA loans, you have to go through a local bank. Yeah, and it's the bank's preference to want to pursue that particular project through a guarantee by the SBA. Correct. Now, when there was COVID and the hurricanes, then EDA—I mean SBA—becomes a lender. Because um, it's a disaster, mm-hmm. and you know, folks need funding to help build repair their homes. I think idle. The they,
1: they, they got they yeah. idle. They had right? the
3: idle loan program, yeah. economic uh, right, injury me, disaster loan, correct. And then they had the PPP yes. during the pandemic mm-hmm. to help support small businesses to keep their employees on payroll during that time, and so we. The SBDC stepped in in providing um, that support in helping individuals apply and complete the applications for those programs. And so that's how we work directly with SBA in terms of the lending. But more so, we collaborate with them in um, providing workshops to educate the community on their programs and services and how they can support you as a small business owner. Um, And then we do outreach with them Um, We go to the community and speak with businesses, touch on, find out what their needs are. The SBA also um, connects with the local banks to encourage them to participate in their guarantee program and to find out what are some of the challenges that they may be experiencing or have as it rec- uh, relates to lending and supporting small
2: businesses. Yeah, our rep, <clears throat> excuse me, our representative is uh, here on the island is Wayne Huddleston. He's yeah right here and Wayne is great to work with. No,
1: he's been here and yeah. he, he's, a, yeah. he's a wealth of information and yeah. uh, um, every conversation we have with him, he goes through the same routine again mm-hmm. uh, over and over, uh, letting the, the listening audience know and uh, make them aware of the process um, because I think that's something that uh, we tend to take for granted—the actual processes. Um, simply because, just because you're hearing, well, there's money available, mm-hmm. um, let me show up. No, it's not like that. They—they they have to. You have to go through um, a process um, that documents everything along the way, because mm-hmm. um, it isn't just about. Um, making money available is also protecting you potentially from yourself. Correct. You know and,
3: and, and folks, um, the community need, needs to understand that any lending that SB does, it's federal. Mm-hmm. These funds are federal monies. So they have to dot their I's and cross their T's to oh, make yeah. sure everything is in
1: line. Yeah. Mr. Marasco, you, you look at our, um, our business, uh, terrain, what, what's the biggest needs um, just from the naked eye um, here on St. Croix and in the Virgin Islands at large for example, uh, Saint Thomas, um, from a business standpoint, right? They more embrace, uh, you know, the exchange of ideas, monies, what have you. Um, that's been a distinction between Saint Croix and Saint Thomas, you know, and 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 that's a historical thing, you know, from back in the day when we were more agrarian and they, you know, they got the cruise ships and all that stuff. But uh, as it stands right now, twenty twenty three, when you look at each island um, from a need standpoint, what do you see?
2: I th- I think a lot of it is um, small business owner people that want to start a small business mm-hmm. um, to step out and really en- embrace that because there there are a lot of people though that are doing a business but they haven't registered the proper way and coming in to, you know, make sure they have the right business license and everything. Um, that's important. But St. Croix, really, overall, the clients that we do get in mm-hmm. is very aggressive. I would say sometimes the, uh, what we call the capital dollars that we assist the clients get. Um, I know when I was here, it's, it's sometimes two to one over St. Thomas. Okay. So it's, if we have, there's a lot of really good, Uh, business operation going here in St. Croix and I I think I really need to I feel strongly that I need to point that out Uh, St. Thomas yes is is up and running but there's a lot of um, really uh, strong businesses here on the island I think if we have a need it's getting down and it's just you know when I was here last time I just on the street talking to people I hand out the business card so they get to know who we are But some, you know, Karen's had some great successes. I had um, one of my one of my clients when I first uh, was with the SBDC was Mutiny Island Vodka.
1: Okay.
2: Getting them from and Todd walked in with a mason jar filled with a clear (laughs) liquid and I'm going, oh Todd, what have you done this time? Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so and we we took that and built it from a mason jar into. Mutiny island vodka what it is today it's it's, it's still growing so the success uh, you know St. Croix has a lot going for it I just Mm -hmm. like to see more people that are interested come out and talk to us because again we don't charge anything and the nice piece of the nice part of what we do is guide them through that whole process and it's fun it's so much fun to watch somebody that says oh I can't do financials because they need to do a pro forma. They need to learn how to do this. And I always tell them, if I can do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And building the numbers and watching them understand that they can, as they project their number, the, what they're going to sell, and watching that and watch, and projecting the expenses, it's, it's really exciting to see that and when it actually happens.
1: Ms. Jones, you come from a, a small business family. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what, do, what, what do you think, uh, as someone who's lived here all your life, um, what, what do you think we could do to get more people um, to buy into to, to the belief that um, you can run a successful small business here in the Virgin Islands?
3: I think what we learned from the pandemic, it was people became desperate because they were not working. So a lot of people took a lot of their creativity and some of their skills to do little home-type what we could consider cottage type businesses, Mm -hmm. you know, so people started cooking in their houses and selling food and, and all of that stuff. So, and they're still doing it now up to date, even if, even though they've transitioned back into their Mm -hmm. full-time jobs, but what we would like to see that if that's something that they're good at and it was able to sustain them throughout the pandemic or whatever to then legally set it up. Legally have that working, so that they can see if that's a real potential that they can do, and you know they can stop doing the nine to five job and focus on um, operating a business that will help them give them that flexibility that they might want from not having a conventional job, but also seeing the potential that it can generate revenue and sustain their livelihood, and and something that they can possibly leave on to their their children. You know, Um, but I think going back to the question that you asked, John, about um, some of the challenges Mm -hmm. that businesses are facing, um, still, I think the cost of energy, uh, infrastructure needs, all of that stuff, uh, supply chain needs, you know, those types of things are still uh, a major issue that our small businesses are facing. And, um, you know, we hope. That there are some things that are in place to deal with some of those things, and I see a lot of projects on the way here um, with the government and so forth. So hopefully things might start look, you know, better as as time passes. You know, we're heading into twenty twenty four, so we're hoping that we will see more businesses start, um, you know, and and businesses expand and grow, especially those in the agriculture industry.
1: You you are. What what we will call it a quasi government agency or how, um, how how do we describe
3: nonprofit
1: a nonprofit okay yeah. okay mm-hmm. and and self self administered
3: yes right Al- although we're hosted by the university we're hosted by the
1: university
2: yeah. yeah
3: we follow the guidelines and procedures that the SBA okay. has us and we are accredited so we go through a process every. Four years,
2: it's five years,
3: five now. years of an accreditation process okay. where outside a third-party entity comes in and mm-hmm. reviews our operation, make sure that we're following and we're doing best, having implementing best practices to grow and expand.
1: That's like a legitimacy protocol. Correct. Okay, good. I want to thank both of you uh, for making some time to join us this morning, uh, Mr. John Morasco, State Director. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you. And good to see you, my friend. This SS- is Associate State <laughs> Director. Um, it's Karen Jones from the Small Business Development Center. <laughs> yeah, i tell that to myself, you know what I'm saying? I had counsel stuck in there for the longest. And, um, uh, contact number?
3: On St. Croix, it's,
2: uh, 340-692-4294. hmm And St., I have to look at my card. I, still, okay. <laughs> no, no. I don't call myself. <laughs> All oh, right. Uh, Saint Thomas is three four zero six nine three one six nine four. Isn't that a shame? I had to look up. Nah,
1: my card. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. And there's a there's a website.
3: Yes, the website is www.visbdc.org. dot org.
1: You got it, uh, Mr. John Roscoe and Ms. Karen Jones from the Small Business Development Center. Thank you very much for joining us and Analyze This and continue success in 2024.
3: Thank you. We look forward to seeing you at uh, the launch of our Ag Business Center, which is on uh, Thursday. Tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow? Tomorrow?
3: Yes. At 5.30 to 7.30 at the UVI Great Hall.
1: You got it. Be good. I'll see you then. Thank Uh, you. We'll be back right after this.
0: The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the...
4: WTJX's Taste of Two Islands is back. Join us at Antilles Mark C. Marin Center on December 14th for the long-awaited Return of the Taste, a culinary feast for the season. Hosted by me, George Culture Silkat. Tickets are on sale now through Thursday, December 14th. Tickets are available at Chelsea's Drugstore in Red Hook, Barefoot Buddha across from Haven Site Mall and Bonita's Cantina in Niski Shopping Center. Tickets can also be purchased online at WTJX.org forward slash taste or call 340-774-6255. Shuttle service will be available from Haven Site lot to the MCM Center. Don't miss this opportunity to experience the magic of local cuisine as you dance to the rhythms of Spectrum Band. Sponsors for this event are VI Lottery, West Indies Company, Cardo Wine & Sp- First Bank, Bellows International, the VI Office of Highway Safety, the VI Housing Finance Authority, and the VI Public Finance Authority. It's the return of the taste Thursday, December 14th at 6 p.m. A taste you can never forget.